What's going on, guys? This is Daryl. Welcome back to Two Dope Brothers in a Podcast. So glad to have you guys back. Episode 17. A lot of stuff to cover. NFL, UFC. We talk about uh, the Fire Festival documentaries that are out. Uh, very interesting and definitely worth checking us, checking out. Here are our thoughts on that. And a whole lot more good stuff, guys. And, of course, the polar vortex gripping the Midwest and the East Coast. So lock it in. Thanks for coming back, guys. Enjoy. Don't tell me to try now. You tried again, sir. That's what it's Try it again. Try it again. I got it. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Door Brothers in the Podcast, episode 17. That's right. We've officially made 17 episodes. We are almost legal, Chris. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, great. Awesome. 17. Woohoo. That's a very weird number to celebrate, but let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. 18. 18 will be our next episode. So we'll, we'll that pull out all comes the comes after stops. 17. We'll, we'll have some beer and uh, we'll go buy a Playboy. Right? <laughs> buy some lotto scratch-off tickets. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm Daryl, and I've got my co-host with the mostest and probably a 40 duct tape to his hand. Chris Camp, how are you, sir? I'm dope, but it ain't, uh, it ain't duct tape to my hand. I let the little young-ass buck at the uh, liquor store talk me into buying a 40 instead of one of the 25-ounce tall boys. He basically called me a pussy, so I looked him in his stupid fucking face, <laughs> and I walked over and put that 25-ounce down and picked up a 40, and now I feel like a real dumbass in the 40-round, but nobody, no little young bug was going to call me out. Well, I mean, I, I love a good 40, man. I think a 40 is, you know, and I'm a, I'm a bigger dude, man. I think it's the perfect amount of alcohol to get you where you want to go. Uh, it's not, it's not going to push you into some level of oblivion, but it is going to make you feel just right. And maybe just slightly put you over the edge of drunk. I mean, it, it, I love a 40. Okay. St. Ives, right. Old English. See, and then that's when I think of a 40. I think of some more uh, malt liquor type things. Uh, I don't think of a, a Budweiser in a 40. You know, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it, but, you know, it is what it is at this point. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, let's see how it goes, sir. Um, so we took a week off. Um back again so we've got a lot of stuff to catch up on um i i guess chris i'll let you kick it off where do you want to start where do you want to take this freight train um anything exciting in life anything you just you know grinding your gears you want to jump into there ain't nothing more exciting in this world right now that's gripping the united states as this polar vortex that's freezing your ass and i need to hear about some experiments that you've done up in Chicago. I need to know about how cold it was when you went and stood outside for an hour today trying to make a man of yourself. I need to know about this cold streak, brother. All Tell right. me about it. All right, yeah. So, no, definitely. Uh, polar Vortex, um, it, I guess we got a name for every weather event on the face of the earth now. It used to just be a cold spell, but now it's a Polar Vortex. Uh, hit Chicago today, and we got down to about negative 52 degrees. Um, and for those of you who don't know how... That's with the wind chill, though, right? That is with the wind chill. Negative 20 actual temperature, uh, negative uh, 52 with the wind chill. So for those of you who don't know how cold that actually is, um, you, frostbite can set in within five minutes to expose skin or less. Um, so, you know, you're, you're rolling the dice there. Um, People were going out with boiling water, throwing it up in the air. It was evaporating uh, before it hit the ground. 
Um, it's that cold. Um, and wonderful. we also, that's wonderful. We also had to set fire to our train tracks to keep the switches from freezing. Um, so yeah, huh. it's, it's that level of ball shaking, dick retreating into body cold here in Chicago. Uh, people are throwing their laundry out um, onto their balconies and it's freezing stiff, not even wet, just freezing stiff. Cause it's that cold in the air. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's cold. I mean, I'm sure people are doing plenty of other dumb stuff, like taking the, you know, the, the bubbles out there and watching them freeze, but it, it's just cold. Um, and I didn't go anywhere today. So, um, did, did you didn't go outside at all? Well, I, I did go outside. I did kind of want to, you know, see what it felt like. I've never experienced. And what was it like? It, it was not pleasant. It's, uh, the air is very thin. It's very cold. Um, so I was just standing, so it wasn't a problem, but I couldn't imagine like if you were walking anywhere and you were like in any type of hurry to get out of the cold, if you've got to suck that air in, it's probably not pleasant on your lungs. Um, so it it was just bitterly cold. And I mean, after being outside for all of maybe 10 seconds, I could already start like feeling it, like, you know, getting into the bones, like, yeah, no, I don't need to do this. This is ridiculous. So Colder than a witch's tit on the in a brass bra on the dark side of the moon. That's pretty damn cold. Pretty fucking cold. Yeah, yeah, I would say equally. But um, interesting statistic, Chris. It was actually colder here in Chicago today than in Antarctica and on the surface of Mars. Um, so. You know, the Antarctica thing ain't all that impressive to me because it's summer in Antarctica right now. So, you know, it ain't all that. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. For those that for those that aren't in the know, it is it is summer in Antarctica. So listen, it, listen. If you're that fucking stupid, and you're listening to a podcast right now. Shut it off and don't ever fucking listen again. Is that the forty talking, Chris? No, I'm, I've only had one sip of this forty. I just don't want dumbasses listening that don't know it's summertime down in Antarctica. My four year old knows that. Come on. <laughs> well, good for cash. Yeah, he's the man. He is the man. Yeah, so it's it's cold, man, and uh, I think we're going to have 16 hours where we don't get above freezing, and I mean, the last few days, it's just been bitter, bitter fucking cold. Yeah. Um, so I have, a, I have a friend who lives in, uh, in Minnesota, in, uh, right outside of Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Minnesota, don't you know? Yeah, and this fucking asshole uh, has been bitching for four or five days about the cold coming and how he hates fucking Minnesota and how it's no fair that he has to go through with this. And then I check his Instagram story last night, and this fucking dude is flying to Cozumel, Mexico, on a last minute, <laughs> on a last minute whim to get out of the cold. Um, so fuck you, Jafari, uh, for being in Cozumel right now with all my buddies and getting out of the cold. Fuck you very much. Well, I mean that that's just harsh. You can't complain yeah. and then leave. Yeah, I mean that's it. I I thought he was gonna tough it out. He, he even went as far as saying things along the lines of. You know, they are going to cancel school for the kids, but I don't believe in that. If they if they die, they die. He took this hard-ass fucking edge, and then he, he <laughs> flew his soft ass down to Mexico. So, you know, uh, you know, that's a bit, uh, that's, fuck you. That's a bit, fuck you. That's a bitch move. Mm-hmm. That's a bitch mm-hmm. move. Um, yeah. Kind of shitty, especially. Now, if- you would never say that to my friend Jafari, because he would turn you inside out to a pretzel, but we can say it on this podcast where he'll never hear us. Exactly. Exactly. I doubt yeah. he'll find our location and causes bodily harm so we can talk as much shit as we want yeah so what else is going on bro 
Um, you know, not too much, man. Um, uh, my son, I kept my son home from daycare today because it was just too cold to go because you anywhere. love him and you don't want him to die. Exactly, it was just too cold to go anywhere. I wasn't going to expose him to those crazy temperatures. So, uh, we uh, we probably you know we love Godzilla and Godzilla movies and King Kong and the King Kong movies. And so uh, we must have had about 15 recreation battles. And my son's very particular, so I'm pretty sure he's going to be some type of Hollywood producer or director in his near future because he had to have everything just right. Um, If I didn't fall down right, if I didn't toss the boulder or the building just right, I I had to do it over again. And it was like, Dad, come on. We've got to do this right. The building comes over the left shoulder and the rock is thrown at the head and i'm just like dude <laughs> we're they have a really they have a really good way of making you feel like a dickhead don't they yeah and i just was sitting there like i, I, I like do i i almost apologize to this little yeah. shit <laughs> it's yeah. like i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> but i was yeah, like then i remembered I, i'm the man that runs the house and i was like fuck that so i did it again <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, just trying to stay warm, man. That was the only thing that had going on. How about yourself? How's Colorado? I hear it's a balmy four degrees it's, out there. It, no, it's 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 lovely here. I mean, it's uh, where I'm at right now. It's 34 degrees, so it's uh, we're about to you know 50 degree difference from you. That's no, nice. it's nice. I'm uh, I'm in a weird situation tonight and last night. I'm an hour and 30 minutes from my house, staying in a hotel, lonely as fuck, without my family, doing some work up in a location an hour and 30 minutes from my house which is weird but it's uh it's one of those things where in denver if you with the rush hour traffic and stuff if you leave when you need to leave it's going to take you three hours to get where you need to go so i have to stay in a hotel in order to make my work appointments so that's been fun i'm just uh... in a hotel room watching the pacers and capitals uh not capitals the wizards, wizards. god <laughs> God damn. Hockey versus basketball? Nice one. Yeah, I'm paying half attention. Uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> clearly that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Drinking a 40. I love it. I love it, sir. Yeah. 40 in sports, just, nothing better. Uh, well, and I just had uh, dinner with two uh, long-time employees of my company who uh, begged the young buck to find something else to do with his life. They don't, they don't want me to ruin my life and my industry that I'm in. So that was amazing. That was an amazing story to hear from these two long-time employees. We told him you had a bomb-ass podcast and asked him to pass the word along and get our name that's out there. Right. That's right. That's right. These long-term that. employees, I'm sure, they can, I'm sure they've got connections. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, my, horse, my, horse, my horse gets delivered on Tuesday. My wife and children are going to pick the horse up on, on Tuesday. Next season? Yeah, 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 like you know, less than a week from now. Ah, yeah. nice. Yep, I'll be proud owners of a horse, so that's something to look forward to. Do you feel like your life is spinning out of control, sir? Because I'm sure you had no idea you were getting a horse going into 2019, and now here you are. I know proud I had a sense. A horse. I had a sense. Ever <laughs> is met, your life met, still your own? <laughs> ever since I met my lovely wife, I always had an inkling that we were going to be horse owners. It just so happened that we bought it in the winter of 2019. So here we are, horse owners. Wow. Well. I own a horse too, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, swings between my two man legs. Huh? It's weird. It's weird. Very weird. All right, moving on. Um, NFL. 
So I guess we got to talk about this because we, we didn't talk about it uh, on our last podcast because it didn't happen yet. <laughs> so it would have been talked about last week had we not uh, harmoniously taken that week off. But the uh, Saints-Rams game, and I'm sure you've seen the play, Chris. I'm sure you may have even watched it live. And mm-hmm. the age-old question, uh, you know, just to ask and get your opinion, was it pass interference or not? Um, not only was it pass interference, it was also targeting. Um, yeah, it was, it was several, uh, penalties. Um, yeah. And Roger Goodell is a bitch for not copping to it. And I, I just caught a little bit on Twitter that he had a press conference tonight and, and didn't really clear it up. Didn't really add anything, uh, new to the situation. Just left more questions than answers. Um, it's pretty obvious. I mean, the the thing that really makes me mad about society NFL is just taking accountability for it. Like we all we're we're not retarded. Like we we saw what happened. We saw the replays of it. We saw it live. The the ref blew the call, and that's okay. Like I mean, it sucks. It's not okay. It it cost the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. Um, but acknowledge that it happened. You know what, guys? Uh, he blew the call. He didn't see it. He was sneezing. He he farted. He, he had his <laughs> eyes closed. A bug hit his eye. Whatever happened, happened, right? The yeah. guy didn't see it, but it was very clearly targeting. It was very clearly pass interference. Um, it happened. It was a blown call. Yes, it cost the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. You can't change it now, but acknowledge it. It, it, it happened. It is what it is. We all watch it with our eyes. The refing crew blew the call. There will be a subsequent – um, discipline, you know, I, you have to discipline the refing crew that fucked that up. Uh, they're talking about going back and making um, uh, pass interference refu- reviewable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, that's a slippery I, slope. You don't yeah, because penalties. that's the whole thing, man. The NFL already takes too fucking long. There's already too many reviews. I have this season. I watched less NFL than I've ever watched. And I have to attribute it to being a slower. I have to attribute to be getting fucking bored and, and drifting off into my phone and looking at Instagram and looking at Twitter and then doing something else, playing with my kids, anything, because it's slow and it doesn't keep me interested. If you start reviewing penalties, uh, you're going to really slow it down a lot. Just acknowledge the fact that the Saints got fucked. Uh, it sucks. It is what it is at this point. You can't go back and replay it now. Uh, congratulations, Rams. You got a gift. But that shit happens in walks of life. There are mistakes made. Let's just call it what it is what it is. And I think people, uh, while being pissed off about it, I think you would have more respect for Roger Goodell in the NFL if you just came out and be like, yeah, we fucked up. We, we messed up. Uh, we're sorry. Uh, my bad Saints. My bad Drew Brees. Um, but uh, try harder next year. Don't let that come down to that call. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, well, I, I completely hear your argument, but I don't know if you've seen the official ruling on said play. Um, the NFL has now decided that this was a tipped pass. So therefore, when the pass, when the pass was tipped at the line of scrimmage, which I've seen video and it, it's, it's arguable, um, once the ball's tipped, pass interference can't be called. Um, I get that, but then called targeting because he hit him with his helmet in the helmet. So, you know, it's, it's a slippery slope because here's the, here's the main issue, right? 
I, I feel for the Saints fan base. That's two years that they've just been absolutely screwed out of a Super Bowl appearance. And the reason I say that, uh, last year when they lost to the, to the Vikings, I, I, I don't know if they would have won that game and played my Eagles. I don't know if we would have beat them uh, for the right to go to the Super Bowl. Not 100% sure we could have beat the Saints. So the Vikings were the matchup that was best for us. Uh, but that Saints team was good last year. And then you come into this year, or, you know, last year's bad beat team, you come into this year and it's a, it's a horribly blown call, just a horribly blown call um, in real time. Now, after you can slow it down, watch tape, see a finger move at a milla frame, uh, you know, you make to whatever change to the call. But in real time, it, it just looked horrible because it just, I mean, you can't hit the guy like that before the ball even gets there. And listen, listen, if the motherfucker missed the helmet to helmet contact, there's no way he saw the tip. I've watched that play a thousand times and I never saw the ball tipped. And in fact, when it got to the receiver, it was still in a pretty tight fucking spiral. So don't tell me it was tipped because I've tipped a million balls in my life. Have you? That sounded, that sounded weird. <laughs> Have you not, that sounded so weird. I've, I, I've run my tip across a lot of balls in my life. Um, <laughs> it doesn't sound any better. God damn it! I've ruined it! My argument is ruined. Balls, balls don't continue to spiral after you hit it with your tip. This is what I'm saying. It's still terrible. I've made it way worse. I get what you're saying. You've seen a lot of Footballs, footballs be tipped and the trajectory the finger. changed. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, so I, I just think, you know, it, it's it's tough. And, I, I mean, the NFL just had to say, look, we blew the fucking call. It is what it is. Handle the discipline the way you need to. Um, and, you know, the rest are human, guys. It, it's going to happen. Um, I, I mean, it's bad. But it happens, you know. It was Des Bryant a well, few just, years ago with. Is so it just, a catch? Just, isn't it a catch? I mean, just compare. Just compare it to, if you look no further than the game that was later on, earlier on, whatever the, the game that same day with the Chiefs, when the Chiefs lineman, defensive lineman, swiped at Tom Brady's face mask, not hit it, but swiped at, missed it, swiped at, and got called for roughing the passer. Um, that had a similar effect on an outcome of a game. Uh, but there was no contact involved with that, and that was called as a penalty of roughing the passer when this one was a, at the very minimum, helmet-to-helmet shot, which is, was the NFL's rule to really emphasize this year for player safety and concussion protocol bullshit. When uh, you have a, a clear helmet-to-helmet smash, uh, when you uh, barely don't maybe even come in contact with Thomas Brady's face mask. Where are we at on this player safety thing there? Because that's – don't call it pass interference. Call it uh, helmet to helmet. But it, just, it, was a, it was a fucking penalty. That's what it comes down to. All right, well, you know, this is it. I, I, hey, listen, I think it should have been a pass interference call on the field in real time. Should it have been that. Be and, and, okay, give me it was tipped. Then it's helmet to helmet. Give me one of those two fucking penalties on that. But acknowledge it for me, Roger Goodell. Come out and say it. You make $22 million a year. Have the cojones to come out and say, yeah, we fucked up. Take accountability for it. Be a man. Be a leader. And come out and say, yeah, we screwed it up. Sorry, Saints. Our bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right, let's move on. Because <laughs> clearly, hey, we can, can we can we can we talk about the UFC for just a minute? I know you, that's not your forte. Yeah, go ahead, man. Where, I, I'm, I'm learning. I've got the. It's the, on ESPN Plus now, so I can watch all the shit. So, but uh, before our last podcast, we talked about the uh, the debut of the uh, UFC on the ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about my my, my man uh, Cowboy uh, and what it might look like, and. I gotta give this dude some props. He looked like a fucking world beater. Uh, he beat the brakes off of this young punk. Oh my um, god, it was so beautiful. It's like it, he, it was I, lovely. I saw the press conference after after we had talked about this last time, and the guy was talking so much shit, and I was just like, I'm one for shit talking, but you, you've got to you've got to be able you've got to be able to back it up, or you just look like an ass. And don't make it. Don't make it personal. And 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 have just watch how much li- shit you talk. I mean, like have a little respect. If you're a champion, if you're like is a, is a Hall of Famer, yeah, have no, a little respect no, no. for a guy who's a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you're a champion, like you know, or a Hall of Famer like Donald, you know, talk your shit, man. You've earned the right to just beat him into the ground with the shit talk, like a Muhammad Ali level shit talking. Yep. But if you haven't really done much, and you're going against a more respected fighter. Um, somebody who obviously uh, I don't think he uh, put gave a lot of respect to um, preparing for this match. You know, it you got to You just got to be careful because it, you look like a little bitch now because you talk so much shit. And well, let's got let's your, notch it up for uh, let's notch got, it up for Daz Drink, got, old man Daz Drink. Let's notch it up for that. Ah, yep. Um. Uh. But uh, it was a good fight. Uh, Cowboy looked uh, – he looked good. He, uh, he came out. He got tagged a couple times, but he's been used to – his last 10 fights have been at uh, 170. So he's used to fighting bigger, stronger guys. He fought a littler guy. Uh, didn't take any damage. Looked real good. Uh, beat the brakes off this cat. I loved it. It was exciting. Oh, yeah. Um, the card left to be – the card left some to be desired. Uh, that woman beaten piece of shit, uh, Greg Hardy. <laughs> How do you realize that though? fucking that miserable piece of shit? Uh, he is a coward and a loser who has no skill. Um, and it was obvious that night he a dirty he knee. got tired. A dirty knee. Oh, well, he got tired, it, and and it was a dirty. It was hundred percent dirty. Everybody in the fucking <laughs> crowd knew it. His corner knew it. You could see the reaction on the corner's faces. Uh, he didn't do it because he was stupid enough not to know the fucking rule. Um, because everybody in the in the arena knew the so rule. Everybody so on TV for, watching for the, the people rule. that don't know, Chris, that listen to our podcast, what is yeah. the rule? Because the I rule believe is, the guy was bent down. And he had he a knee on knee. the contact with the octagon, and and the rule has changed uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, Cowboy had been caught uh, in his first fight with Jamie Varner with a similar rule. Uh, it used to be a three point of contact uh, down on the on the mat rule. So if you had uh, both knees and a hand down, you couldn't throw a knee. But now it's really just if you have a knee down on the cage or on the on the floor, you can't throw a, a knee at your opponent. Is basically what the rule so is. So if your opponent is uh, not upright, you can't right, throw it. He's in. downed. He's down with a knee on the ground. Uh, it, it's an illegal knee at that point. And um, Greg Hardy is a, is a chicken shit and a coward. And uh, a woman beater piece of shit. Uh, uh, he was tired. He was uh, unskilled. And he was scared. And so when you're those combination of three things, you look for the easy way out of the fight. He found the easy way out for kneeing a downed opponent. He threw a vicious fucking knee into the side of that dude's head. And 
for all intents and purposes, knocked the cat out. He wasn't 100% out, but uh, uh, he lost by disqualification. So it couldn't have happened to a worse fucking scumbag. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, Dana White afterwards said that he was going to allow uh, Greg Hardy to have another fight in the UFC, which, great. Awesome. Give him another fight. Let him fight a dude like Francis Ngannou or... <laughs> Or, uh, or, or one of the fucking killers. <laughs> hey, you, you, you like to hit women? Go fight Derek Lewis. Uh, let Derek Lewis uh, fight you. Let uh, Francis Ngannou fight you. Let somebody who's just going to beat him to death fight him. That chubby, dad-bodied son of a bitch. Listen, <laughs> you're a professional fighter. You're going to come out flabby as shit. Yeah, yeah. And you hit women? <laughs> you're a fucking piece of shit. Oh man, I, 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 Chris, I think you should be a little more honest with your thoughts on this podcast because I don't know if the, the audience understood well, how you truly felt. But to go back to your point, um, I, I definitely, you know, not really my forte, but I, I did study a little bit on this, and um, you know, I, I feel like the Dana White is really going for the main attention cash grab. Listen, it, does, what he's it doing. doesn't matter if it's what they're good doing. press or bad press. It's not about the beauty. It's not about the beauty of fighting anymore. And that's the thing that pisses yeah. me off. So I know a lot of folks in this realm. I know a lot of their trials and tribulations of what it takes to become a main event fighter. What it becomes, what it takes to become a co-main event, what it takes to become a main event fighter, not even a champion. I've seen a lot of these guys come up. I've seen the, the, the fights where they take where they get $2,000 for coming to a fight and, and winning a fight. They, they walk away with $2,000 or, or $3,000. I see the, the, the prelim fights that they go through. I see the Hall of Famer, uh, UFC record holder, Donald Cerrone, on the preliminary card to draw people to watch you, uh, ESPN, whatever it is. I see guys like this work their way up, pay their dues, and it pisses me off that a woman-beaten piece of shit who has three fucking fights under his belt get a co-main event. Like, that should have never happened. It should have never happened. Uh, and it but did. you got to gotta understand it's the business side of things. And while, yes, you're playing to the uh, humble beginnings and morality of the sport, you've got to remember this is still a business. And Dana White's going to make the business move. And the business move is to get a controversial figure – in a main event fight, who's going to draw, bring people in, bring sponsors, bring money for whatever draw because they know that, hey, I'll get my product on for 15 seconds. Well, it's the, but same, it's the, it's the same thing viewers, they do with CM Punk. And it's going to be enough of a draw. But the thing that, like, to your point, hurts the sport and its credibility with the longstanding fans, the fans that have been there from the early days, they don't want to continue to see inexperience. And that's what, you know, kind of took away from this fight. Now, if Greg Hardy could have came out here and been a sound technical fighter and won his match, maybe it's a different conversation. Yeah, you may not like the guy, but at least you say, hey, well, you know. But at least it was a good product. He's a, at, at the least, very minimum, at least it was a good fight. But at the same it's, time, and, and listen, it's, it's, it's not never going to be a good product having three fights under your belt. It's never a good fight with three fights under your belt. And I've watched enough bullshit regional shows city shows, state shows. I, I've watched enough of these to know you cannot be good at MMA with three fights on your belt. And, and you just, it's, it's an impossibility. And so to have that kind of disrespect to all of these other fighters that are on this card, uh, for example, uh, Rachel Ostevich and, and, and uh, uh, Paige Van Zandt. But see, here's what, so, here's what you got to be careful, Chris. It's not disrespect. It's what's going to sell. You've got everybody's got to have their thing, right? We all know why 
Conor McGregor is the is the the face of UFC for better or for worse. We all know why. We don't like it. We may not support it. We may not engage with it a hundred percent. He talks. He wins. He brings in fans. He's he brings skilled. in sponsors, yeah. and yeah. he's skilled yeah. at what he does. Yeah. You gotta. He's, he's one of the best you ever. Gotta have something. And for Greg Hardy, it's nothing more than disgraced NFL player looks to savagely beat opponent in ring. That's yeah. that's what sells. And if you don't have the stick, you don't have the wins, you don't have the style, you don't have the fans or the sponsors. You know, you're not going to get those opportunities that people who have that charisma and have that level of charm are going to get. And I mean, it's not fair. I agree with you. I think it takes away from some of the wholesome aspects of the sports for people who really do follow the sport. But at the same time, it it is what, you know, the business It's what sells tickets. It's what puts asses in seats and puts sponsors in your corner. And unfortunately, uh, you know, I think Dana White's going to ride this train until it until the wheels fall off. It's they're I think they're falling off. Uh but so speaking of Connor. Speaking of Connor. Oh yes, Connor and Khabib, I believe uh No no, no no. You're wrong. It's not Khabib. It's a it's it's uh it's a cowboy. It's gonna be a cowboy versus Connor. Oh, oh yes, yes, Chris, please, please do the dubious there's, honors. There's gonna be a cowboy versus a Connor. Now it's not official. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it appears that there's interest on both sides, and it appears that there's an interest from Dana White, which and we all know that that's probably the biggest, the interest. most important. Yeah. Um, so uh, Connor just got a six month suspension handed down to him. Yeah, that's uh, yesterday. Uh, no, it's it's about right. I mean, um, I mean, yes, but unfortunate because that. But it's retroactive. Okay. No, oh. no, no, no. It's, okay. it's retroactive. Uh, clue me in so, here. So retroactive from. Uh, Connor comes off his suspension uh, uh, April 6th, so just a matter of a couple of months. Mm-hmm. He comes off of his suspension, which would put him in line to fight in just about the time frame that, uh, that Cowboys wanting to fight, okay. and they're both interested in fighting each other. So I would expect, uh, if I were a betting man, mm-hmm. I would say that there is a Connor and Cowboy fight coming soon to an arena uh, near... Um, T-Mobile Arena somewhere in Las Vegas somewhere April or May time frame. Okay. That would be my bet. I, I would either fly out there or pay money to watch that. Um, I think that would be one hell of a fight. Um, I mean, I saw the tweet from Connor after Cowboy's last fight where he said, hey, for a fight like that, I'll fight you. Um I would love to see that deal get done. I think it's been, you know, it's been coming for a number of years now. I think, you know, it's probably got enough hype behind it with, you know, Donald making all those accomplishments, Connor being the fighter that he is. Um, It's a great opportunity for Connor either to make a statement or for Donald to to make equal statement um, and claim his right to obviously – he needs to go for a belt and go for a title shot here. Um, so I think yeah. it would be well, and I think an excellent if, fight. I think if anybody deserves the big payday, it's the UFC record holder for wins and knockouts and all this other stuff. I think uh, Cowboy deserves uh, a big payday and a chance to show that he could beat Connor. And I, I really, from an objective standpoint, think that he could beat Connor. Um, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibilities. 
Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think what really impressed me with Donald's last fight, um, and I think, you know, I, I don't know Cowboy that well, but I've just watched enough of his fights to feel like I might know a little something. Um, it was just, it was probably the most technically sound I've seen him fight um, since I've been watching him for the last few years here. And I mean, just with the way he mixed up styles, the attacks he went for, I mean, a lot of those vicious kicks um, eventually got him to drop his guard to where that he was able to get the kick to the head. And I really thought that, you know, he was a much more sound fighter. So I think going into another big time fight, I think, you know, having that mental edge and that mental toughness um, to stay with your game plan, even when your opponent's coming out very erratic, like that, that, that cocky ass motherfucker did, he stayed very sound in his game plan. And I think uh, I would love to see that going against the Connor. And I know that the emotions will be high in that one. So I think that plays an aspect into it. And I think that, you know, a little of the shit talking and once they get in the ring, it's going to be a little of the jousting. I think that's going to make for a really great fight. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh, style-wise, they're very similar. I think that uh, they're both excellent strikers. I think that uh, Donald definitely has an advantage when it comes to wrestling and when it comes to any sort of ground game jiu-jitsu-wise. I think Donald definitely has um, all of the advantage there. Uh, I think Donald being used to fighting at a stronger, bigger weight class gives an advantage. Uh, maybe speed wise, but I don't know if if Connor hurts uh, Donald um, at all. I, I I think it's a great fight. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I just want to. I, see I think it. it's a spectacular fight. I, I do. I do. Uh, and I got a text earlier tonight from a friend of mine uh, who knows things in, about stuff and things. Um, he stuff. Uh, yeah, things and stuff, stuff and things. He alluded to the fact that it could potentially be a Dublin fight. Uh, if that are, if that's the case. I will start a GoFundMe uh, to get my broke ass over to Dublin to watch that fight. We will start one for the podcast so we can both be there. And, and we'll live broadcast from Dublin. And we'll try to get something. Cowboy on the podcast. I think that would be... Uh, we won't have to try real hard. I, 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 I might know his phone number. I might be able to get him on. All right. Well, dude, make it happen. I think uh, that will be something our fans look forward to. I'll start a GoFundMe. I hear that those are very successful for bums and shit. And I'm not even a bum, so uh, or we can at least raise some, some money to get a couple forties. Yeah, whatever it takes. Whatever. I'm gonna start to go fund me. Yeah, so that's it. All right, that's my that's my UFC rant. I'm done with that. All now right. we talk about some other some other boring shit. Since I've talked about all the things I know about, so uh, the government's reopened. Has it? Yeah, so your TSA folks are fully getting paid now and ready to start harassing and anal probing. So Hey, hey, you know what? Fuck those guys in TSA. <laughs> Forever fuck those guys. But uh, I'm glad that that little orange-faced fuck had to cave. That makes me happy. Well, it was kind of surprising because I was reading a bunch of articles and, you know, they're, they're everybody's saying, you know, this is what why he caved, this is why he caved. But when you are having trouble running flights out of LaGuardia, um, you've got an issue. Um, you've got a really big issue. Um, it's probably one of the most trafficked airports in the, in the country, um, you know, obviously behind some of the biggers like JFK, Atlanta, I think that's that Hartfield, um, and uh, O'Hare here in Chicago. But, you know, he does, you know, it's just the stupidest shit. Um, 
I'm not going to get too into my political stance because I know we've got people on both sides of the field here. We love you all. Keep listening to our podcast. But it's just, you know, it's a temper tantrum for something that the majority of America is against um, mm-hmm. in the form that you want it. Yes, people would love to see immigration reform that would help people who are coming here from shitty situations, much like I'm sure grandparents and great grandparents did years and years ago. But a wall yeah, but, is not yeah, the answer. But, yeah, but my grandparents and great grandparents were white, so that's the difference. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't mind white people. It's the people with a little bit darker colored skin that offends him. That fucking loser. Yeah. Well, I'm just happy the government's open. People can start getting a paycheck. Well, what, you know, what was really nice, even in this time of the shutdown, um, I, I live in a very um, unique part of Chicago, if you will, Rogers Park. And Where there's no murders? Yeah, well. Oh, uh, that's, a, that's a Chicago murder joke. Yeah, oh, oh, poor taste, poor taste. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's that's, the 40 that's talking. Well-known. It's the 40 That's talking. a well-known fact about Chicago is that there's lots of murders. So a unique part of Chicago would be a no murder part. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so uh, it was really nice just kind of see, even though during the shutdown, a lot of places kind of, uh, a lot of businesses in the neighborhood stepped up. And made had some offers out there for people, government workers that were furloughed. And one place was even giving away free meals for government workers and their families. Um, so I just thought that was really classy um, to see a lot of people coming together um, in hard times for people who, you know, obviously these people don't want to be out of work. Um, they just unfortunately have a boss who is a little bit of a hardhead. So um, it was really nice to kind of see some stuff like that as uh, people are trying to get through this. Oh, yeah. Community investment and things like that. Being nice. I love it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I love it. So, Chris, I have to ask, uh, are you watching Netflix right now? No, I'm watching Michael. I'm I'm watching Michael Wilbon and Michelle Beadle. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anywho, so, uh, you know, I, I, I get asked this question all the time, you know, Netflix or Hulu, and I have both. And I just have to say, I spent the last two, three days with Netflix, and I got to say, this money Netflix has been investing in their original content has been amazing. Money money well spent. Money well spent. I actually just got into, you know me, I'm a sci-fi comic book nerd type of dude, and they had uh, this new series called Kingdom, and it literally takes place in, like, I think what is South Korea – uh, present day South Korea and it takes place in feudal times and it's literally like samurais and zombies and I mean it, it sounds fucking terrible oh it, but Chris it's 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 not it's not production value was there so it doesn't look campy at all it looks like Hollywood quality production and the acting's good. The it's beautifully shot in this countryside of uh, South Korea, and it's actually a great story. It's only six episodes, hour hour each, and it's just the perfect amount of action, drama, zombies. Um, it's actually. Let me ask you a question. Has your wife watched it? No. Okay. Absolutely that, not. That that tells me all I need to know. I will not be. I will not be partaking in this bullshit. Uh, let me ask you, have you watched The Fire 
festival documentary on Netflix. Oh, dude, let's let's open up the last ten minutes of the podcast for this because that documentary. Have you watched both of them? No, no. So I don't have Hulu. I'm not okay, that fancy. Okay, so, but I got the Netflix. So you talk and, about the Netflix, and I'll talk about the Hulu because I watched the Hulu one first. You, but did you watch the Netflix? One? Yeah, I watched them both. I did watch them. And both. and 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 listen, uh, as a fella who is approximately my age. Have, uh, let me just start this conversation off this way. As a guy who's about my age, have you ever in your motherfucking life ever had a blowjob that was worth $175,000? Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Okay. So I didn't expect that answer, but I haven't. <laughs> but I haven't. But the, the, the fact that that fella was prepared to suck a wiener for, uh, to release $175,000 worth of water... Yes. This dude said, I went to my house and I showered, I hit some mouthwash, and I was fully prepared to suck a dick. Yeah. That 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 45 seconds was worth that entire hour and 20 minutes of that. That was the most amazing oh. thing I'd ever heard. That was a an entire shit show. And I knew a little bit of the backstory on it. I kind of followed it like generally on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife had not uh, heard much about it, so she was kind of going into it with with like a like a complete yeah with blinders on and so to hear the stories to hear the 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 desperate attempts to get this dude to shut it down and to hear him just be like nope i'm doubling down nope we're doing like unbelievable to me how far it got that people were paying hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to this bullshit thing to stay in a fema tent uh, just I, I just I, I can't get over it, and then to top it off, old boy was ready to go suck some dick to release some water. Like, uh, you must really, really enjoy sucking wieners. Uh, I don't, I just don't even know where to begin with that. The, the, the meme it, it of him, was, it was, it was, you know, oh, people okay. So, oh. I watched both documentaries, and they're both very interesting because. You're looking at this complete narcissist who just is a, a wrecking ball. Um, first, the worst first, dude ever. First off, you know, like when you do these festivals, right? They take at least a year, probably eighteen months of planning um, to pull off because they're very, you know, it's very intricate. It's about location. It's about setup. It's about booking talent. It's about having the crew to move talent, you know, through whether you have one stage, two stage, three stages organizing with the the local towns you know making sure you have enough accommodation it's a lot of work and this guy just thinks yeah i can do that and i can do let it alone less, on a remote island less time and you know oh. it's the problem with america right it's this exclusivity it's this privileged you know society longing for right because it was all these social media influencers with, who were with going maybe to these things. with maybe a chance to hang out with some bikini models and those bitch ass kardashians maybe so maybe at some point you get to see a bitch ass so, kardashian so, so i'm gonna pay all my money so the problem is is and i love as i'm watching this you know it just sounds way too good to be true right <laughs> if you're going to i mean look at like festivals like coachella Lollapalooza um you know big air there's all there's a ton you know woodstock yeah Yeah. (laughs) not 99 the original yeah yeah yeah. so so you have all these festivals right and what's the one thing they do well they're fairly accessible right they're fairly accessible 
you know, you don't have to, I mean, the worst you have to do to go to Coachella is get on a plane and probably pay a boatload just to get tickets. But the worst you have to do is travel via plane, right? Yeah. You're talking about a private island in the Bahamas with all these acts and, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of luxury accommodations. And it's coming from a relatively new source, this fire media, right? I'm sorry, if it's not something that is a household name backing this, like I, I have some I have some issues. I have a couple and questions. I, saw, I have a couple yeah, questions, go ahead, go ahead. right? Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm saying I have a couple questions. Yeah, yeah. If it's a if it's a new organization, I have some questions that I would like to ask before I throw down a hundred thousand dollars on tickets to this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, and that was <laughs> it was the whole thing because we were the rest of the world is collectively laughing at you because you got scammed by something that was just. And I mean, if you watch these documentaries, it's just too good to be true. Way it's too good. To be way true. too good to be true. I mean, here's the problem: when you have these big time festivals, you have a lot of different names, right? So you've got, I think, like Blink One Eighty Two is supposed to be there. Which, John which, was... let me stop you right there. Let me stop right there. If if Blink One Eighty Two showed up in my driveway, I would be like, "Hey, get the fuck out of my driveway! I'm gonna throw <laughs> rocks at you until you leave. I'm definitely not gonna pay money to watch you perform." If if five foot four Ja Rule shows up in my driveway to perform, I'm gonna sick my fucking chihuahua on you <laughs> until you leave. I don't care. Uh, you should have come at me with with a Drake, with a with a Florida Georgia line. You should have come at me with somebody who has some name recognition other than Blink One Eighty Two and Ja Rule. <laughs> well, I, I, there are clearly other artists on the bill, but here, here's the thing, right? When you have these multi you know these musical uh acts that are crossing many different lines right you got punk you got hip-hop you got rock you got pop it takes a very special thing to bring those together and i don't think a first year festival uh, that's not well backed is that kind of place and i mean there were just it, it's just people who want to do think they can do who just live very frivolously not paying attention to the details and I mean, this guy, Billy McFarlane, was a complete and total utter douche um, who needed to be punched in the face, uh, quite like, frankly. Like, the word douche gets thrown around a lot. Like, I call a lot of people a douche. But this dude was oh, the, le douche. the le Webster's douche. Dictionary of la douche. <laughs> la douche. Yeah, he's, he's the worst He's dude. terrible. He's absolutely yeah. god-awful yeah. dog shit terrible. Yeah. Because yeah. he literally just continued to fraud people. And listen, man, if you make a mistake, it's one thing. But if you make a mistake, know you're making a mistake. Know that it's going to hurt people. And then, and and then double people, down. And, you keep and then double it, down. And you yeah, double yeah, down yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're, just, you're, you're a different type of terrible person. And then you ask your gay homie to go suck dicks. <laughs> and then you ask your gay homie to suck dicks. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, I mean, the fact that you oh. put people in these precarious situations and the one i mean the the one documentary on hulu was very informative because the caterer um i don't know if you saw this the caterer for this whole fire festival right yeah that big black lady she ended up being out 170 that was on the that was on the netflix, the netflix one, one. That's that's what, right. i saw her that's right yeah yeah i saw her she was out she, but they 170,000 yeah, no no she was out she was out 50,000 
And then she did a GoFundMe, and she, they raised the hundred seventy thousand dollars for it. Yeah, but, yeah, that and, was the story. But anyway, she had yeah, to go through her so she needs to, savings but, to pay but she everybody. Needs to, but she needs to quit bitching right now because she was only out fifty, and they GoFunded me one hundred seventy. So I'm gonna set a GoFundMe up to go to Dublin to watch this fight. Y'all better give me one hundred seventy thousand fucking dollars. That's all I can say. All right, we gotta get a unique hashtag going for our uh, promotional campaign. Yeah, I think yeah. that'll I think that'll help yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, dope. Definitely. Yeah, but that that uh, that Netflix special on on fire oh. was definitely worth it. Just to hear the dude say he was gonna suck dick to get some water. Yeah, was, if you if you can check them both out, if you have Netflix and Hulu, watch them both. It, it I mean, there are some overlaps and similarities. The best was when they were starting to ban words when people were tweeting about how terrible this thing was, and they were like banning people and blocking their social media accounts. Wrong, uh, wrong. That's the second best because the yeah. best was sucking dick for water. That's the best. <laughs> Ain't nothing gonna be better than that dude saying he was gonna suck dick to release that water. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate for him to be put in that situation. No matter what your preference is, it just and the a fact that he situation. said it on there, and he almost said it like he expected them to cut it out of that movie, and they were like, "No, this is this is gonna be a meme. We're not cutting this, or you're you're gonna be the guy now." Yeah, that was yep. it was uh it was definitely quite the interesting documentary, that's for sure. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um whew, 48 minutes, Chris. I think we've we've talked we've talked enough. I think it's time okay. I think it's time for us to shut up and let these people go on with their day or if they're walking into work, uh you're picking up the kids from daycare. Uh just remember us here at Two Dope, we we love you. And uh, we want to hear back from you. So please follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at 2DopePodcast, T-W-O-D-O-P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I should write a rap about it every time I spell it. But please follow us on our social media, guys. Let us know what's going on in your world. Let us know if you like the episodes, if you hate them. Uh, We can take all types of criticism. Um, Just know if you talk about Chris's chihuahua, you will get lit up. So, Also, also... Donate to our GoFundMe to get us to Dublin. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, we'll definitely uh, (laughs) get that posted up. Um, You're fully in charge of that, Chris. I am. Just put my face face on it so I make sure you don't forget about me because I want to go. I got a guy. Well, I'm not going to put my white privilege face on there. I'm definitely going to. I'm going to definitely use the white privilege. This is where white privilege is good. Maybe you would put you in a MAGA hat. Ooh, that seems counterintuitive to all of the things I want to do with my life. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Chris, tell the good people where they can find you on the social medias. Uh, they can find me at the uh, CB2ONE4 on the Instagrams and the Twitters. I'm, I'm the CB214. All right. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. And you can find me. I'm Daryl uh, on Twitter, Daryl O. Daryl. And uh, at Instagram, Daryl21. Guys, thank you so much for coming back home with us. Episode 17, you guys have made this uh, experience a complete blast. We love you guys very much. Please hit us up on the social medias. Let us know what you think about the episodes. And uh, we'll do this again, same time. Well, probably not same time. A different time and a different day on a different week. But next week. Sometime we'll do it sometime next week. Yeah, sometime next week. But anyway, guys, thank you very much. I've been Daryl. I've been Chris. And you guys have been awesome. Thanks a lot. Bye. Later.